Hello, and welcome to End Goals, an LCMS Youth Ministry podcast. I'm host Reverend Mark Kiesling, and I'm with DCE Juliana Schultz. We are here to bring parents, church workers, and lay leaders discussions and resources to help your youth ministry meet its end goal, which is young people who are disciples of Jesus Christ for life. Today, we are continuing our ongoing series, Starter Pack for Youth Ministry. And we are joined by Dr. Deborah Arfson to talk about getting and maintaining congregational support for youth ministry. We are nearing the end of this special starter pack series of podcasts. Uh, We hope that they've been helpful for you uh, as you maybe start youth ministry or as you're looking for a refresher on logistics and planning and best practices. Uh, We hope this kind of training will help you uh, in those areas. But also as a reminder, you can go back and think about what healthy youth ministry looks like by listening to our series on seven practices of healthy youth ministry. So today we are talking about getting and maintaining congregational support as a whole. We see effective youth ministry and ministry to children as well done best when it's a congregational effort. So we've talked certainly specifically about like parents and maybe those who are actually working closely with youth ministry, but talking about the larger piece of the family of God or the body of Christ. An important part of this is to understand how youth ministry fits with the whole of the congregation's ministry and life together. So youth ministry shouldn't be separate from the rest of our congregation's ministry. And this means that pastors and leaders, uh, specifically uh, youth ministry practitioners, need to take some time to reflect on, pray about, and discuss matters such as ministry plans and goals and policies. It can be incredibly valuable for young people to have a place where they can learn in an age-appropriate way and build community with peers. Uh, Teens benefit from having that Space and that opportunity for Christian education and social interaction and service that's unique to them and meets them where they're at. Uh, but what happens in youth ministry should have a connection and a support from the whole of the congregation. So as you're doing planning for youth ministry, uh, it doesn't happen successfully in a vacuum. It needs to happen as a part of a larger part of the congregational ministry. And we understand certainly, too, as those discussions take place, sometimes that can be easier said than done um, as ministry areas are separated and treated differently. And in some cases, different program areas can fall to communicate or even fight over resourcing. So building the support and connections take intention and communication. It means having congregational leadership, families, and congregational members all value what's happening in youth ministry and want want to be a part of healthy youth ministry practices. So joining us to have a conversation about how we can have uh, support within the whole of the congregation is Dr. Debbie Arson, uh, Professor of Christian Education, DCE Program Director, and Synodical Placement Director at Concordia University in Chicago. In addition to teaching and administration, she serves as the coordinator for all the fieldwork experiences, including the supervision of interns. Uh, Dr. Arson has a PhD in leadership from Colorado State University, and she's written for various publications on uh, a variety of different topics, uh, most recently contributing a chapter to Connected for Life, an essential guide from youth ministry. Uh, Dr. Arson has served uh, with the LCMS National Youth Gathering Planning Team, most recently as the manager for international participants, and she's currently serving as the chair of the Wellness Committee for LCMS Northern Illinois District and is a part of the Ministerial Care Coalition of the LCMS. So, Dr. Arson, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Again, uh, we're so glad to have you a part of this conversation to talk about how the congregation values their young people as a whole and, and certainly those important conversations that happen to happen along the way. So, Dr. Arfson, what, what kind of information 
um, should youth ministry leaders be communicating with uh, their pastor and other leadership? And maybe from your perspective, why is that communication so important? Well, as you talked about earlier, one of the challenges of youth ministry is that it can become a really isolated ministry program within a congregation. And sometimes it's sort of like, uh, okay, youth ministry, you guys are over there, you go do your own thing. (laughs) And unless there's a problem, you know, we'll leave you alone and everybody's good with that. But that, that doesn't help with the unity of the whole congregation and really understanding and appreciating youth ministry. So the communication between the leaders and the pastor and the other um, leaders in the congregation is so critical so that it can be considered part of the whole of the church. So when I think about some of the things that um, need to be communicated, first of all, there needs to be a sharing of what are the needs, you know, the, the youth leader needs to talk about what are the space that we need? You know, a church, some churches have uh, great youth rooms for kids and others don't. And especially if you don't, then what kind of space can we use to really support our kids? Um, I think you need to communicate the financial needs. That's a huge challenge as many churches ask their youth ministry to kind of create their own budget out of their fundraising. And yet it's so important for the church to, to buy in and see that youth ministry as part of the whole. And so sometimes it's helpful for that, that youth leader to say, this is where we need help with that. I think it's also really important for the leadership to understand the needs of the youth. You know, we, we yeah. see um, both junior high and high school kids that are, are struggling with so many things and people aren't even aware of that. And I think it's just a, a general great sense of, of unity and coming together to say, these are what our kids are struggling with. These are their challenges. And it's important for you to know that. And I think just one other thing along with that way is sometimes we focus in on what do we need? Let's see, we need space and we need money and we need understanding. Uh, we need volunteers. Those are yeah. all things that we need. But another great thing to be communicating is what are the youth doing and accomplishing? What are the mm-hmm. celebrations that the church as a whole can come together and celebrate with them? It's amazing is that you hear you talk about that, just how important it is to communicate not just logistical pieces, but the why. Why, why are we doing this? What's the purpose? How does it help developmentally for our young people? What is it helping them to, to do and understand? Or how is it discipling our young people? Even if it looks like a silly event, <laughs> how are we right. How are we also, uh, how is that contributing to uh, to their growth, their, their growth as a, a disciple? And because um, and, I think often we think very specific things that we need to communicate and not as much about the, like you said, like, what's the value? What are they getting out of it? What's the why of what, what you're doing within your youth ministry? So many of our youth leaders are volunteers. And I think mm-hmm. sometimes they either don't feel comfortable or don't feel like they should be bringing these things up to the leadership. It's, it's kind of that mentality of, you know, I, I'm just a volunteer. I probably should just take what I can get and not 
not create any more conversation about that. But really, the volunteer youth leader is so valuable, and they need to be speaking up, you know, on behalf of those youth. Yeah. I, I love some of the points you brought up and talking about, too, the beauty that can happen when, I mean, you might have some other ministry areas that want to do what the youth are doing. And so it causes this great conversation about why are we doing things in other areas too, and some great intergenerational connections too. So as the congregation continues to work together as the body of Christ, I think some great conversations that could take place out of that sharing. For sure. Yeah. I love that idea of, you know, being able to value the, the things that you're sharing about your youth and advocating for them and advocating for your ministry, for your, especially to your leadership. Um, thinking about that, why is it particularly important for your pastor to know and support what's happening in your youth ministry? That's a, such an important question. You know, I work with uh, congregations all the time, and I have for years in my work with DCEs and DC interns. And what I have observed and experienced is that a pastor that not only knows what's happening in youth ministry, but that really stands behind it goes a long way in how a congregation responds to youth ministry. Um, often, you know, the people in the congregation follow the lead of their pastor. And if they have a pastor who's constantly you know, advocating and supporting and encouraging their youth, then I think that people will catch on to that and want to do the same. We, we talk about, um, you know, what are the needs of the youth? They're such an important part of our ministry. And I think a pastor needs to understand what are their needs? What are their challenges? Uh, you know, he might have his own high school or junior high kids, but he might not. And so for him to understand them, then he's better able to support them. And I think it's a huge piece when I've talked to youth over the years, when they say, oh, my pastor knows me. He knows my name. He knows a little bit about me. They really desire to have that relationship with him. And so not that he can know all of them 100%, but enough to know that when he sees them in the hallway, you know, he can greet them, maybe ask them about their basketball game. That just shows a really great relationship and allows him to support not just the youth ministry as a whole, but the individuals in the youth ministry. We're so thankful that you said that because we saw that in some research that we did recently um, that, you know, I think the pastor is looking for that connection point. And like you said, I mean, it's knowing the name, it's knowing basic parts of their life um, that meant a lot to show that uh, the pastor cared about the young person. I, you know, it doesn't have to be the pastor that did the lock-in and stayed up all night, uh, but yet maybe came to the right. beginning and did a devotion um, and showed enough to be there a part of it. Uh, but no, there's other activities certainly going on the weekend that he needed to take part of. But just to be engaging in those conversations went a long way for young people to understand their church cared for them and their pastor cared for them. Um, and like you said, too, and I think so often churches follow that leadership. And your pastor might have um, ideas or access to resources or know things that uh, uh, that you might not, especially for, for lay leaders, you know, the pastors uh, often are getting mailings about things into the church office, or they might know about what's going on in other aspects of ministry. And so making sure that you're in communication with your pastor, also make sure that you have uh, information that can be helpful or useful for you in those other ways as well. I, I think another piece to that is that 
I've, I've had pastors over the years who have said, you know, I'm kind of afraid of working with teenagers. You know, they kind of scare <laughs> me a little bit. Why? You know, maybe they Yeah. Uh, and so that, that's when that connection, that relationship, that one-on-one, you know, come and do a devotion. That's all we're going to ask you. Just come yeah. and be present. It's, it's a great way for uh, the youth leader to make the connection between the pastor and the youth. I, I think just one more piece on this, too, is that the, the pastor should be supporting those youth that are in that ministry. At the same time, those especially volunteer youth leaders need that support from the pastor. And they yeah. need to know that pastor cares about them and is praying for them. And, you know, they want to be encouraged by him uh, because sometimes it's, it's tough and they just need that, that boost of support. Yeah, I think you're right. Those activities can be those places too. Like I, you, we take it for granted, but like those relationships get closer than between the pastor and the adult, as well as there's more interaction that way that can be really beneficial to the the whole church and, and might help them find other areas too in which they can serve, which is great to have that relationship. So we've talked some about the leadership conversation, conversation with the pastor. want to turn it a little bit and talk about um, our members in the pews. And maybe specifically those a little that may not be actively involved in um, the youth ministry itself. So um, volunteering their time to those areas. But yet, as we've seen in our research and just know from scripture, um, connections to churches, boy, what the, what the family of God, what the body of Christ can do in the life of a young person and their support. So what are some ways that you uh, might consider and, and give up to members in the pews and how can they connect and how can they support youth ministry uh, maybe beyond just asking for money <laughs> and also <laughs> yeah. how, can, how can you help your congregation see the value of young people in their congregation? Any thoughts on that? Yeah. You bet. Um, yeah. Oftentimes youth are seen as the ones always asking for money and it's unfortunate because they often have to do their own fundraising, but there's mm-hmm. so much more that they can connect with beyond that. One of the things I thought about, and I've seen happen is that when you have intergenerational events in Mm. the congregation are great opportunities to put various ages of people together. You know, maybe it's a a service project, maybe Mm. it's um, like an Advent supper where you mix up families, mix up ages, but opportunities for, for other ages to sit with, talk with, do things with, a youth really helps them, first of all, build community, build a relationship, which is really at the core of what we do in our ministries. And that way that allows when there is like, say, a fundraising event, you know, then that those people are more more likely to give and support because it's not that they're just feeling like they're being asked for money, but that they really care about that individual and they want to support those events that they're um, involved with. I think a couple other thoughts are, you know, finding ways to put youth in serving in different capacities that will connect them to other members. You know, maybe Sunday morning greeters, maybe serving on some of the committees in the church. Uh, Maybe they're the ones that are handing out the Sunday morning donuts, you know, and greeting them there. That's a Mm -hmm. perfect time to, to chat, you know, to get to know people in that capacity. I also think um, this is kind of a big one that we teach a lot about 
is how do we use people in support of youth, say, in confirmation, in youth ministry? Is mm. there an area for uh, an adult, a senior adult, to be a volunteer, maybe to serve as a mentor, maybe to serve as a small group leader? There are so many people, I believe, that are sitting there wanting to be involved but saying, like, I can't go sit at a youth lock-in all night, okay? Mm -hmm. But how else can we get them connected to these kids that are really just going to help them grow in relationship, grow in their faith, and really become part of the family? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's – it is really – uh, fascinating the difference that you make uh, in the relationships for the youth ministry of the congregation when you can bridge some of those relationships and they become mm-hmm. other when they become people and especially when they can see the impact and the stories that come because they support youth ministry so you know mm-hmm. we do a lot of fundraisers great but in the end are you circling back are you telling mm-hmm. the stories are you talking about the impact are you sharing pictures and narrative around how uh, our bake sale <laughs> and the brownies that you bought truly had a, an impact on that young person, right? Uh, and rather than just asking and asking and never circling back and explaining um, and talking. And, and I do think then that helps people to frame up um, support in a different way than just uh, financially. Um, I think yeah. that, that I think can that's... be really helpful. I think that's super important because I think too many times we we ask people for money and then that's the end. You know, maybe we have a bake sale, mm-hmm. but then it's, there's never any announcement about how much money we raised and this is why, this is how we use the money. You know, it's the story. It's the personal aspect that people really connect with. There are a lot of people that are willing to write a check but we really are craving community and relationship, and that's a great way to do that. One place too, where which is kind of one place too, where we just kind of been thinking about a lot too, just kind of popped into my mind is we we talk about social media a lot too, and just even being aware of that presence. Um, photos that are taken that incorporates all generations. The young people are included in that. And not just the pictures of the youth ministry, but like you said, uh, Dr. Arfson, when there are these times for intergenerational connection too, to be lifting those up is just, again, to remind people that that's an important aspect of church um, and those relationships are so vital. Um, So there's even kind of that side with social media and what's in the events that are coming. So people just understand and see that invitation to be a part of it. Absolutely. Uh, We can use that for good in so many ways. Uh, I think, too, that, you know, recognizing that uh, our our youth need uh, their adults in their lives besides Mm -hmm. their teachers and their parents. There are so many ways for them to get connected. And it's, I always think it's really cool when you see like a, a picture of maybe it's a service project and you have multi-generational, you know, people in the mix all connecting and working together on something. Uh, there are kids that just love to come to church and, and, you know, find that person that's sort of like their second grandma or that, <laughs> that, that other adult that just really loves them and cares for them. Uh, it's, it's all about relationship there. Yeah. 
Yeah. And ultimately that's, I mean, that's what you're looking for, right? Is to build those relationships intergenerationally yeah. and, and across different aspects of, of the congregation. Um, Cause then it, it stops becoming youth ministry and it starts becoming, you know, connected to people we love and care for. And, uh, and it put, brings us better connected as the body of Christ into and with right. one another. Um, right. That's great. Uh, so maybe focusing in uh, on a f- another kind of group that we really want to be uh, engaging with and, and engaging support from. So thinking about how can we help families, uh, maybe including younger siblings or, or older siblings, uh, parents, extended family. You know, sometimes you'll be in a congregation that will have several generations of a family um, or extended family within that congregation. How can we help all of the people who are connected to that teenager be connected and supportive of the youth ministry? Sure. First of all, I, I think uh, you can't do youth ministry without doing family ministry. Mm. Uh, kids come yeah. with families, parents, siblings, and extended family. And if we just totally isolate youth in and of themselves and not ever consider how the family is part of that process. I think we're missing something there. You know, a couple of things I thought about were kind of going back to like the intergenerational events, but you can also maybe do within the context of youth ministry, having some occasional family events Mm -hmm. where the, maybe the junior high, senior high youth are kind of key components of that, but that their parents and siblings, maybe grandparents can come and be part of that event, of that process. When you get them all working together in the same space, you know, maybe it's cooking a meal together. Maybe it's preparing a devotion together. It could be, it could be anything, but it's really by invitation. I think that sometimes parents send their kids off to youth ministry and say, we'll see you when you're done. You know, it's sort <laughs> yeah, of like, yeah. We're going to hand, hand you off for a while and let somebody else kind of really take care of you and support you and encourage you. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll get you when it's all done. But, but it's really an opportunity to include the family, especially those parents in that mix to say, how do we, how do we teach our parents to continue to teach their children the faith, to support them in their walk with God, to uh, train them in things they need to be trained in. It's an opportunity for a church to say, this is not just about these kids. It's about how we help their families uh, support and encourage them. And just another thought I had was uh, thinking about things. Junior high is often, you know, confirmation high school. We talk about graduation. Maybe we include celebrations that are very family focused that maybe that that graduate is the sort of the star of the show because they're the graduate but maybe you create events that invite the families to to come in they share pictures they share stories they share words of encouragement um i mean there's all kinds of creative ways to do that but it's saying we're celebrating you because you are getting confirmed or you're graduating but we're going to celebrate you in a way that says we are part of your family. We love and support you. Here's how we want to encourage you for whatever's next. 
Yeah, it's I, you think about as you talked about some of those parents who who drop their kid off to to a youth ministry event and then um, come back and and I I do wonder a little bit if if that attitude not only disconnects the parent from what's happening discipling in in the youth ministry but it gives this like air of mystery. <laughs> like, I don't actually know what happens. I drop you off and I pick you up three hours later. And like, maybe that kid doesn't even talk about what happened. And so then like, what, what even happens on your, you know, your Wednesday nights or your Sunday evenings or whenever you're connecting. Um, and so I, I would say it's really important to communicate to parents what is happening in that time. <laughs> I, yeah, I love the yeah. idea of bringing them into that because maybe you're doing an example of, of what they, your kid experiences on a, on a regular youth ministry group night or whatever. Um, just so that parents go, okay, those are the questions I could be asking. That's the topics they're covering. This is the way that I can right. kind of sneak into that world and be a an additional support as because parents are those primary faith leaders. How can you communicate in well so that a parent can help re-engage and reaffirm the things that they're learning and experiencing when they're in youth ministry, rather than it being this sort of thing where I drop you off and I pick you up 12 hours later after a lock-in and <laughs> I'm not real sure what yeah. happened and you're not going to tell me because you're too tired, <laughs> but, but right, we hope something parent, good that happens. That parent's going to say, well, how was it? It was good. Well, what'd you do? <laughs> Just a lot of stuff, you know? So yeah, I, I would affirm that too. It's like, how do we, you know, again, it's how do you help parents uh, work with their kids at home mm-hmm. to be those, again, those uh, primary faith teachers, but we've got to give them the information to be able to do that. And I, I think it's, it's always fun to, like you said, to make the family, help the family get engaged because um, younger siblings uh, look up to those older siblings or, or middle siblings and want to want to know what's happening. And um, sometimes that can help keep them excited and engaged for what they'll experience, particularly in youth ministry or having older siblings talk about the impact of, of an important event. Um, I think we hear that passed down a lot for, for stuff, especially bigger events like the, like the youth gathering. Um, I, I saw how much it impacted, you know, an older sibling. And so I wanted to be there um, or mm-hmm. um, being a younger sibling going like I saw, you know, brother, sister come home and, and now I really want to be a part of that. That can help build, um, some great ways for them to be supportive and engaged with their other, with their siblings as they grow, um, as they all go through youth ministry, maybe at a different time or together. Sometimes you have siblings Mm -hmm. in it together. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when siblings go together, like to a youth gathering, they come home and they might actually even appreciate them more and want Mm -hmm. to share those experiences more too. So, so many possibilities. Yeah. So we've talked about a lot of different groups that we can engage uh, for those that congregational support. Uh, where might you encourage maybe a lay leader to start? As you're thinking about this as an overall topic, where could a lay leader start working towards creating engagement and support from leadership, congregations, or a family? You know, I'm going to go back to a word I've used, I know, several times already, and that is uh, really building relationships. I think about a lay leader who's maybe just starting out and, and doesn't really know exactly what to do. It, it takes a while for, um, certainly for youth to trust their leaders, 
Uh, and it takes a while to kind of build up a strong ministry. But I'm thinking about how they could, you know, one-on-one, one family at a time, you know, reaching out, getting to know the youth, getting to know the parents, you know, getting to know uh, things that are important to that youth and what are some of the things they might be looking for in ministry. I think doing the same thing with with uh, leadership. You know, if you have a, a volunteer youth leader that doesn't really know that maybe the church council or whoever else might be in leadership, it's an opportunity to, to start talking about youth ministry and start advocating for these um, young people in the church. I, I, I go back to what we were talking about earlier when people know people and have a relationship, there's much more evidence of support that will come not just financially, but I think in prayer support and other, you know, encouragement support that's needed when you care about the people and the ministry there. Certainly the relationships and the building of the relationships really um, is so key in, in helping a congregation think about their, their ministry uh, across the silos, across age groups, across um, different areas of ministry. That's um, such an important piece of, of what you're doing in youth ministry. It's not separate from what your youth ministry mm-hmm. does, but that is a right. part of what your youth ministry has to be doing. Um, and and I, I do think helping and thinking about what am I communicating to leaders, especially key leaders, whether that's the president of your congregation, the head and elder, the pastor, um, what, what am I communicating and how much more could I be communicating with them and asking them what they want to know? What questions do they have? Uh, how might, right. uh, what's, what are ways that we can better make sure that you're getting the right information? Um, valuable information can, can pay really good dividends uh, for your youth ministry uh, in terms of helping it be more a part of the overall ministry of your congregation. I always love to hear. I think we hear a lot that your congregation are going to love your young chances to serve and uh, be connected that the church, I think in so many cases is going to rally around that. And they just, they love to see the joy that young people bring and the hope um, and just the energy. And that when the invitation is there, when they're lifted up in that way, the church so often can follow and rally around that. I, I would totally agree. And I think, you know, one other piece is too, is that oftentimes as we know that, People are recruited to be leaders for youth ministry that may have no experience. Um, maybe they're not even sure they want to do it, but they're agreeing <laughs> to do it. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that's why it goes back to the pastor and the leadership really supporting them from the get-go so that uh, those that are maybe a little less sure about what they can do can be you know, encouraged in what they're doing. Uh, and not leaving it just to the lay leader to say, okay, you're now in charge of youth ministry, you know, go and do, you know, just let Good luck. Mean anything. <laughs> yeah. But to, but to, yeah, but to really walk alongside them, you know, and really right. build them up in their leadership. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, it's, so uh, this is such a great topic and, and I'm, we could go on and on, I think, um, just yeah. because it, there's a lot to talk about. But uh, thank you so much uh, for being here with us and for talking to us a little bit about how we can better um, engage our youth ministry in getting uh, congregational support uh, and how that can be such a critical part of, of 
youth ministry as a whole. I think that's part of why we wanted it to be a part of the starter pack conversation <laughs> was that this is um, a really key fundamental piece of, of youth ministry and doing it well within your congregation. So thank you so much, Dr. Arson, for joining us. Well, thank you for asking. I was glad to be here. And again, thanks to you guys for all you do in the youth ministry office for our, our youth and our church. It's our pleasure. And thank you again, Dr. Arson. So a couple of closing challenges I would leave for you guys as you think about this topic. So how can you better communicate what's happening with your youth ministry to your pastor or other congregational leaders? Um, looking at, at your leadership and maybe asking them, what are some better ways and some different ways that we can communicate so that they understand uh, what's happening in your youth ministry and how they can support it? Number two, how can you better encourage families to be connected to and support youth ministry? A lot of ideas in this podcast, certainly one of those important ones is the communication side of things about the goals of youth ministry. Also, what is happening through maybe some of the teaching and activity functions that happen. So there's a clear connection with parents and families and what's going on in your youth ministry. And third, what are some ways that you can engage young people in relationships with other people in the congregation, the people in the pews, and how can you uh, help build those bridges of relationships that go between your youth ministry and other aspects of your ministry as well? We'll continue to keep you in our prayers as we look to build youth ministry into a cohesive part of your whole congregation's ministry. We know that it might be easier to keep youth ministry contained to itself, but everyone will benefit when youth ministry is an integrated part of God's work in your congregation. Again, thanks for joining us. If you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and give us a positive review that helps other people find us. Ed Goals Podcast is a production of LCMS Youth Ministry and KFUO Radio. To find out more about LCMS Youth Ministry or to find links to resources mentioned, go to kfuo.org slash youth ministry. Thank you for listening and caring for the young people of our church.